Radically resilient health is not the absence of injury, disease, infection, or stress. Rather, it's the ability to recover from injury, disease, or stress. This is Radically Resilient Health with Dr. Carolyn Dolan, founder of VitaKinetics. I'm your host, Connie Ray. We want to continue to share this vital and important information about how easy it is to change your health through simple lifestyle changes. So please subscribe to our podcast. Follow VitaKinetics and Dr. Carolyn Dolan on Facebook and Instagram. This is Radically Resilient Health. In this episode of Radically Resilient Health with Dr. Carolyn Dolan, we'll continue our conversation about the gut-brain connection, stress, how does it affect the gut-brain connection, positive and negative effects. Good afternoon, Carolyn. Today, it's all about stress and how this can affect the gut-brain connection. Is stress good or bad? Well, just like we've talked about with inflammation, it's really both. There is an ideal range of stress having a positive effect on ourselves, but it's mostly really about your perception of whatever the stress is in in your life. But it can be it can be good and it can be bad. And we'll talk a little bit more about that perception piece in a little bit. I wanted to focus in on how stress really is bad and then end with the positive. Always like to end on a high note because I do believe stress has gotten a bit of a a bad name, much like inflammation. You know that we just think it's all bad, but stress and inflammation, as it relates to the gut brain connection, can increase the intestinal permeability, and 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 we know as we've described before that that increase in intestinal permeability is associated with um, many difficulties with healing and recovery, and and sort of your resiliency and ability to heal. A lot, many animal studies have demonstrated that stress, while taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, increased your permeability of the gut lining. And just our last episode where we were talking about exercise and movement, I did mention that you know a physiological stressor can be too much exercise or too intense of an exercise. And they've shown some studies on folks doing military training up to four days showing changes in their gut microbiome and increased intestinal permeability. And again, remember, these things are you know, related to the physical exercise are, are potentially transient so long as you don't get them into that danger, danger zone like heat stroke. But they are potentially problematic if you do get set up in a chronic exercise routine of high intensity exercise that is a physiological stressor. And that we know with chronic use of certain pharmaceuticals, like we mentioned this time, the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories on top of a stressful event um, can promote intestinal permeability. So that's really important as we're thinking about, you know, what does cause a person stress in their lives? In many cases, that stress is an injury that takes them out of their normal independent living. And if you take that response to an injury, and you add on a certain pharm- you know, pharmaceutical medications that don't help support the, the gut lining um, and things like too much NSAIDs or if you get yourself into a chronic arthritis sort of situation and you're chronically taking those medications, you can see how that would promote that intestinal permeability. Um, and so it's really important for us to stop and, and think about that. Now, I also mentioned that perception of stress. There are conditions of stress 
where you're in a chronic psychological stressful situation. And, and I'm going to use like an abusive relationship or being involved with an alcoholic or situations where chronicity of whatever psychological stressor. I do not want to ever make light of those situations. And those are situations where somebody would really need to seek additional assistance and help that in those types of chronic stressful situations, there is really no way to eat healthy to protect yourself through that. You can't try to sleep yourself the best you can through that to promote that um, intestinal integrity. Those are situations where you really need um, assistance. And so I'm not speaking related to those circumstances when I mention stress. But I will say under normal stressful circumstances outside of those situations that um, Dr. Kelly McGonigal is a PhD. Um, she wrote a book called The Upside of Stress. And it was really fascinating for her to present some of her data where she mentions that how you think about something, this is a quote for her, how you think about something can transform its effect on you. In essence, quote, the effect you expect is the effect you get. And that your mindset related to those things matters. Right. And she presented two research studies. One was related to nutrition, where um, they looked at like a low calorie shake versus a high calorie shake. And they and then they looked at the consumer's response of a specific hormone that determines satiety, meaning fullness. And so they gave and the shakes were the same. So they gave but they labeled them differently. So they gave the same shake to both groups, but the low calorie shake group said that they didn't feel full. You know, they were more hungry after the said low calorie shake. And then the other group that got the same shake, but it was labeled full calorie, right? Um, claimed that they were full. They had more satiety after consuming the shake, but the shakes were the same. But their perception of what they were receiving was different. So their physiological hormonal response and response was different which is really interesting that they were expecting those that were getting a low calorie shake were expecting not to be satisfied. And so their hormonal response was as such. And then another um, study that they presented was they were looking at the response of exercise on health markers for, I believe it was housekeepers for hotels. And they went in and they educated the two different groups differently. One group got educated with you need to do these number of minutes of exercise and this much exercise every week or you're going to get heart disease. And if you're not meeting those exercise requirements, you're, you're going to get sick. And then the other group that was, was instructed on, you know, these are the requirements from American Heart Association. But, you know, your job already fulfills those needs with you walking around up and down the hallways, making beds, bending over, lifting trash and doing all this. Your daily activities always meet these requirements, so you're good. And that's the, they went around, went off living their normal lives, and then they measured the metabolic markers, you know, weight loss, moods, and some inflammatory markers of health. And the group that was told that their everyday life was meeting the standards, all of those things were improving, whereas the other group who was told that they needed to do all this additional stuff um, their markers were worse because of their perception 
and their expectations. And that's what's really important. One of the things about stress that I find really interesting is that if we expect the stress to be damaging to ourselves, it's more likely to be damaging to ourselves, right? So if we assume that all this hard work and stress we're having at work really is creating physiological damage, then that's what's going to be happening. When the reality is the stress stress alone is a very normal human emotion and that the stress, much like we talked about with inflammation, is a normal response and it actually triggers you if we pay attention to some of the work-life stresses that come on either to trigger you to reach out to a friend to kind of relieve that stress and connect in a certain way or it can lead to creativity right if you have a stressful problem um, at work that you can become motivated to try and alleviate that stress by finding an alternative solution to the problem. Or if your stress is triggering behavioral response to something far more positive in your life. Um, So it is one of those things where I think we've kind of gotten given stress a bad name and that we, while again, we're talking about in this healthy stressful range, um, that most life stresses are not damaging, but they're signals of an emotional, of, of a normal emotional response that we need to kind of tune into and come up with, you know, a solution and be that connection or stress management techniques or simply exercise or, you know, making creative problem solving. Again, it is one of those things where how we look at it affects how we're going to react to it and whether we're going to take it on internally as a physiological effect that has the potential to affect our gut brain connection or is it something that we have more control over as modifying and again circling back if there is something that's going to be stressful in your life it's always important to not ignore it but address it so it doesn't become damaging I would also argue that there are certain amounts of stressors in our life that push us towards accomplishments and goals. And if you were to really have a total absence of stress, you would have an absence of motivation. Perfect. But exactly what you said, that's exactly like without it, much like without having, you know, if we were in space without any gravity pull on our body creates intestinal permeability. If we had nothing to resist against or nothing to stimulate us to do anything, um, even emotionally, uh, absolutely. And it would likely correlate, although I don't have any data you know, confirming this, but it would likely correlate with other health benefits from having not enough stress. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, li- if you, um, or that that alone, the lack of stress would then become the stress itself. There was a study about, they put a bunch of, it might've been rabbits or mice in a room where it was like a utopia. Maybe my kids were telling me they read a book, uh, <laughs> something about a dystopia, but like it started out as some sort of utopia where there was a perfect amount of food for everybody. Everyone had their warm place to live and Like there was no need to have stress over anything, right? Until the reproduction got too much with this particular animal study or whatever it was. And then all of a sudden now they didn't have enough resources. People were getting sick and 
you know, now it became incredibly stressful because, you know, everything was like perfect all the time and turned into a dystopia. But yeah, absolutely. If you don't have enough stress or you don't have any impetus to do anything, that in and of itself would be problematic. Your uh, book with your kids reminds me, I read a book when I was really little and in the, the boy had these three wishes and it was everything he wanted, everything to be candy. And so he lived in this oh. world of candy. And at the end of the book, he didn't like that world anymore. It didn't make him feel good. And I, I realize now it was a book that my parents wanted me to read to get me <laughs> to eat fruits and vegetables because at the end he realizes the importance of the foods that make him feel better. He wasn't right. feeling good in the world of only eating candy. Yeah. His physicality seems- was changing. He didn't feel he had connection with people. He was just wrapped up in this world of candy. And I just re- distinctively remember that as a kid. And I, I also, I can visibly remember the photo at the end. He's eating his Brussels sprouts. On a total aside, have you read the book um, Green Light? Oh, is that a Matthew um, McConaughey's book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And, and I, I was struck by, I mean, this is sort of off topic of stress, but it's similar to the concept of what we're talking about. He talks about in high school at one point, like he had this pickup truck and all he wanted was a sports car. And he worked and worked, saved up all his money so he could buy his sports car. And he was talking about how much better life was going to be with this sports car. And then he gets it. And he realizes that all of a sudden, like the girls weren't interested in him or something or like life was like, became too easy. He was like, no, I need something that's going to continue to make me hustle because life is more interesting, right? With this hustle or this little bit of stress where things aren't perfect and smooth. And like, it was really a fascinating concept. I mean, I'm not, (laughs) he just, but I said, you know what? It's kind of true. It's like, if we have no if things in our life become not stressful at all, like we're just, I mean, it's almost, and certain people thrive in different arenas, but if I got to meditate all day long, like that would, if I was just meditating all day long, every day, because I had no obligations or no stressful life events, you know, no kids to take care of, like, is that really healthier for someone like me? I mean, I, I don't think so. I have to have enough of a stress to make life interesting and meaningful, right? Well, stress so, drives it, us. It makes us, whether you're trying to figure out, at least in, in my case, stress is also what pushes me to the next challenge, what pushes me, whether it's stress in a workout where I, I, I've set a goal for myself or stress at work over a project I'm working on. What I always have in mind is I'm going to get through this and what a great outcome it's going to be at the end. I have something to look forward to. And I feel as though if I didn't have that stress or, or excitement or nervousness of, for example, a new project, what would be driving me to become a better human being? And, and we've talked about this, that you learn things and we we should always be learning and growing. It's good for our brain. It's good for our our, our bodies to always be growing and learning and changing. And stress is a part of that. If you're trying a new sport and you're never, you've never been good at it before, you've never tried it before, there's going to be a little bit of stress there because you're learning something Absolutely. new. But Absolutely. it's so healthy for your brain 
to learn things that are new. Like you were saying, being creative, uh, I'm in marketing. It is such value to me when I'm stressed to get outside and start walking. I love to walk along the Truckee River when I'm trying to think of new concepts and ideas in, in regards to working with a client or working on a marketing project. Well, and just like we mentioned too with nutrition and we were talking about um, elimination diets and things like that. One of, one of the best things about all of this and the idea, even with stress, is to, to take a pause and, and, okay, what is it that is stressing you? And does it take coming in and being mindful with that moment and that feeling and, and thinking about what is it trying to tell me? You know, and the worst case scenario, you're in a toxic, uh, abusive relationship. Well, then it's time to trigger you absolutely fundamentally to go get help in, in, in evaluating it or, or say the depression is getting to be too much. You and I have talked about this a lot too, that life can become stressful enough or that there's this moment where we can take pause and then seek out and be triggered to seek out the assistance, you know, the help that we need to, to get through that. And, but more often than not, sometimes it just takes getting quiet, going for a walk, understanding what that stressful problem is so you can come to re- resolution. And that without any of that, um, it's really difficult to feel like you're really thriving in your life. I really love this podcast, Carolyn, because we've learned from you early on the importance of inflammation. There's good inflammation and bad inflammation, just like there is good stress and bad stress. And it's how you handle that stress that will have an effect on the gut brain connection. It'll have effect on your overall health. And the more that you can manage that stress, that is really the, just like you talked about with inflammation, the sweet spot. The sweet spot. And it's not the abolishment of all life stress. It really isn't the absence of stress, just like it's not the absence of inflammation. The resiliency, the radically resilient health resides in understanding and paying attention to it and and doing something with it. Learn more about Vitakinetics and Dr. Carolyn Dolan at vitakinetics.com. Use the discount code RESILIENT2021 to receive a one-time 10% off discount on Vitakinetics. Follow Vitakinetics and Dr. Carolyn Dolan on Facebook and Instagram. Content in this podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as medical, physical therapy, or healthcare advice. Listening to this podcast does not create a healthcare provider patient relationship. Please contact your medical healthcare provider if you suspect you have a medical problem. This podcast is funded by Vitakinetics.